take this songwriting, I come to Jesus with, with an open hand. And if it's not your will, if you have something else for me, like feel free to take it because like, it's, not, it's not mine. What's up, community? Welcome back to the Loop Community Podcast. Today, we have Tommy Iceland on the podcast. He's a new artist. He has a brand new song called Impact. It's really good. Check it out on Apple Music and Spotify. We also have the master tracks available on loopcommunity.com. And he's going to be interviewed by a different Matt today. You're probably used to hearing Matt McCoy do the interviews, but today we have Matt Slack on the podcast. He works here at Loop Community, and he is also a worship leader. And they're going to talk about Tommy's career and just him and how he's got started and what God's doing in his life. And so get ready for a great interview with Tommy Iceland. Have you ever felt as a worship leader intimidated by using technology in worship? It can be hard if you've never used technology in worship to actually start implementing it into your worship services. Because you just want to focus on leading worship. You don't want to focus on technology. Well, in June of 2020, we're going to be a part of the Worship Innovators Conference. This is going to be two days of practical training for you and your team of how to implement technology in your worship service. If you want to learn how to integrate tracks, how to use Ableton Live, how to integrate lyrics, lighting, how to write chord charts, how to run effective sound checks and rehearsals, all sorts of things that a worship leader needs to know in 2020, this conference is for you. So make sure you sign up at worshipinnovators.com. There's limited space available. So make sure you get your ticket today and learn from the leading companies in worship innovation today. See you there. Tommy, thanks so much for joining us today on the Loop Community Podcast. We're so excited to have you on just for a few minutes to hear your heart on songwriting. Thanks so much for being here. You just heard a little bit, not much, but no, you have a really interesting story. Uh, your worship leader originally from Sweden um, with some new things cooking. You've been over here in the States doing a lot of songwriting. Can you just start by sharing us kind of the journey that you've been on over the past few years and how you got started worship leading and kind of your musical background and just the, the journey that you've been on to get to where you are today? Uh, I was actually originally born on Iceland and um, grew up in Sweden. We moved to Sweden when I was three years old. And I uh, kind of grew up in the church, and uh, my family on my mom's side from Iceland, they were all like heavily involved in, in church and, and worship, and they recorded albums. And uh, my mom even recorded a gospel album in, oh, wow. in London in the 70s. But, so I had a, like, my musical influences from my mom's side. And then uh, my sisters were very involved in the church in Sweden, and they were older than me. And... When I was around probably 15 or something, they uh, they really needed a drummer for the youth choir. Okay. And uh, kind of forced me to, to join them. Yeah, uh, nice. I, I didn't have any friends in church at that age. You know, it was, it was a very uh, small church. Yeah. My life was all about hockey at that, that oh, point. Oh, wow. So, okay. uh, very yeah. cool. But I, but I played drums as well. And uh, yeah, I decided to join the youth choir, started playing there, and then... Uh, I don't know how that happened, but just eventually found myself leading worship together with my sisters. Because mm. uh, I play guitar, and I, you know, I was just you know singing and writing songs in my own bedroom, and yeah. didn't want anyone to hear it. Sure, but it's just just for me. Wow. But um, it, I think it's all because of my sisters. They uh, kind of like dragged me into all these things. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's great. Um, which I'm grateful for today. But it wasn't anything that I was like pursuing at all. Yeah. 
But yes, I was a part of that church until I was like 19 or 20 or something like that. And then I moved to another city, studied music and, and media and really learned, learned more about like recording and, yeah. and producing. Did you feel and, that from, I mean, you were, said you were a hockey player. Did you feel all that time that you wanted to do music or was that something that just kind of transformed over the years? It's probably something that transformed over the years and that I always had an interest in both. But yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had so much confidence in myself as a hockey player. I, right. I thought I was going to make it to the NHL, right. so that was like right. everything that like that was on my radar, you know. So uh, yeah, for sure. But then obviously that didn't happen. So oh, yeah. Plan B. <laughs> well, hey, it's always good to have one of those. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that time in uh, in that music school was kind of it really taught me a lot, mm. and especially uh, I mean it was great being in school, but you really learn by practicing the right. things that you right right you know like producing and recording it and writing For and all sure. that and uh i had a couple of inter- internships when i was at that school one of them actually in la uh, oh, wow. because my teacher had a lot of friends in la okay. uh i did my internship with a producer uh, bill schnee he's uh, a great producer uh you know he's been working with all the big names like Whitney Houston, Phil oh, Collins, wow. uh, Rod Stewart, and those those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it was a great honor just, you know, being there, uh, yeah. sitting next, next to him for a few weeks and just oh, that's uh, huge. Yeah. So, soaking in that atmosphere. Right. Um, but yeah, and then uh, came back to Sweden, finished my, uh, my degree there. You know, a lot of things happened after that. I went yeah. on a missions trip to, to Tanzania. Okay. was able to perform my own music in oh, front wow, of thousands. Like, yeah, from like a small church in Sweden out to mm. like religious in, in Tanzania and performing there. That was... Uh, so that was your first time probably then performing your own original music? I think it was. My sister got married uh, somewhere around that time. Yeah. I think it was right before I went to Tanzania and she forced me to, to play <laughs> an original song at the oh, wedding. Gosh. <laughs> so that was the first time. Uh, like really performing in front of a lot of wow. people. So, yeah, I was, was so that, nervous. Was that as terrifying as everyone says it is for you? It was It was kind of terrifying. <laughs> but it somehow inspired me to keep keep on doing it because, yeah. you know, people were very encouraging. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't awesome, but people were just so encouraging. And, uh, oh, that's like, huge, yeah, to get the feedback. Yeah, just, yeah, just inspired me to keep on writing and uh, just, you know, singing my own songs as well. Huh. And, uh, and, um, yeah, we, uh, on that mission trip to Tanzania, I did actually three of those, but on one of the, those missions trip, I met my wife, uh, oh, very cool. at the airport in Dar es Salaam. And, uh, we were just, you know, both doing missionary work, uh, different things and I was involved in a sports project, just serving the, you know, uh, local schools and communities yeah. with, like, uh, teaching uh, yeah, kids about like sports yeah exactly but and anyway i got to know this beautiful blonde swedish girl <laughs> when i was down there and uh we stayed in touch after i went back home because she stayed like five months after i went went to sweden and became a couple in sweden like a week or so after she got back to sweden oh, wow. and then uh, uh like six months after that we got engaged and you know a year after that we got married and we've planted ourselves in Gothenburg, which is on the west coast of Sweden. Okay. And it's uh, it's just like an hour away from where both of us uh, grew up. Oh, yeah. So um, we went to a church there called uh, Connect Church. And uh, it was just, you know, the local church down the street. 
from where we lived. And this church had a very, they had a good like music program in the church. Okay. They, uh, they wrote their own, their own songs, their own worship music. Yeah. And uh, it was a growing church. We became a part of that, that church and the worship team. I started leading pretty, pretty soon after we became a part of it. Okay. And uh, soon got like involved in the writing and eventually ended up like overseeing the writing in the church and wow. then producing our albums as well. Very cool. That time in that church was really set the foundation to where I am today, doing this for a living, you know, writing and wow, yeah, yeah, and all that. So um, we had uh, amazing pastors there, Anders and Camilla mm. Olson, and they were just very encouraging. They wanted all of us to just like pursue this, and uh, yeah, really yeah. like prioritized. Yeah, that's writing great. our music and recording, and you know, equipping our church with that. Okay, great that music. Was that church? Was that your first, um, the first time that you recorded a project and released it that you were a part of? Then, yeah, well, not completely. I left out the part when I was a drummer in a reggae band when I was like, ah, <laughs> yep, four, yep, fourteen to 70, 17 or something like that. We actually re- recorded and, and released, you know, indie, independent, oh, wow. obviously. Um, yeah, that's very a few cool. EPs. But yeah, so, you know. You learn from all those that. experiences, so I'm sure Def- it helped definitely. you out in some ways. Yeah, and when I was studying in that, you know, music school, I did a couple of, like, EP projects oh, as well, sure. just indie. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that was when I was a part of the church. That was when it got more, you know, serious. And, uh, right, right. And uh, it started to sound better, for sure. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was a great crew. We uh, were a very good team. I realized now just how blessed we were mm. at that church. But also, like, we were a part of that church for, like, nine or ten years before we moved to the States. And it's just cool to see how you grow as a team. Yeah, for sure. In the sure. beginning, like, we sure. were all like, just, like, trying things out. You know, yeah. it was all, like, uncharted waters. Where right. We didn't know at all what we were doing. But we had pastors that were, like, so encouraging and mm. wanted us to explore this. And we had, my like, my worship pastor at that point, Jonas, like, he was a guy that I really looked up to and that I really could learn a lot from. And, uh wow. It was it was a good environment to grow in these things, and yeah. um, so we did an album in Swedish in 2012, and that's where oh, that's I awesome. was a part of pr- producing the album. And um, we wanted to take it to a new level, just you know, in, involve you know a mixing producer that we that we all loved, and that was Sam Gibson. He who's done okay. a lot for like Hillsong okay. Worship and, yep. uh, and United and all these these bands that yeah, we loved listening to. And uh, yeah, then we did an English project in 2015 because we've only written songs in Swedish up to that point. Okay. But our church and our pastors, they had a lot of relationships with churches around the world. And these churches and these pastors kind of like asking for the translations of our songs into oh, English. Wow. Because they love the way that way it sounded. So uh, that kind of triggered us to do okay. nice. songs in English. In English. Uh, yeah, so did an EP. 2015 and somehow i think it was through a swedish christian publisher he had sent that ep to a guy he knew in nashville who okay. was in the, work, uh, the the music industry here and um we heard you know from that swedish publisher that you know this this guy in nashville like liked our music and thought that this stuff could probably work you know in the states as well so wow. that really inspired us to try to you know reach out to to labels yeah. in nashville and yeah. uh I didn't know at all what I was doing at that point. I just, you know, didn't know anything about the music industry here right. in, the, in the States. And uh, I just started sending it, sending that EP out to radio stations and blogs and like everything. Is that currently out on the market for people to listen to then still? I'd, be, I'd be curious to, to check it yeah, out. Definitely. It should be under Connect Church. I know it's not like a super uh, uncommon name, but I think we're the... No, we could... 
We could certainly find it. Yeah. So, yeah, you can actually find the Swedish album from 2012 oh, wow. on there as well. Great. And then the then the EP from 2015. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so KLTY radio station mm-hmm. in Dallas, their yeah. program director, Mike Prendergast, he, uh, I remember that well, he reached out, emailed me and asked if we were signed somewhere and he really wanted to play our music. And I was just blown away by that because, I mean, KLTY is a big radio station and yeah, it's just, you I'm know. from Dallas myself, so I'm very, oh, yeah. very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So that was awesome. And, um, well, we weren't signed anywhere. So he said, like, well, I'll just send it to some friends of mine in Nashville. And, you know, he wanted to help in, in, in any way he, he could. And then I think it was a few weeks later or something like that, one of the labels in Nashville reached out and uh, asked if we were ever, you know, passing through town or anything. Like, yeah. they wanted to meet. Wow. And me and my pastor, we were like already going to the States every now and then because we had a very close relationship with Gateway Church in Dallas. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, we thought like, let's just go to Nashville and uh, see, yeah, if we can, see what happens. You know, yeah. Meet with this label. And uh, through the relationship we had with Gateway, they connected us with some other people in Nashville. And uh, all of a sudden we were meeting with a bunch of labels and we felt that God kind of like breathed on this and yeah, orchestrated uh, yeah, like kind of like wanted us to um, take these songs mm. like outside Sweden, and eventually yeah. it was a long journey. We recorded a couple more songs and then uh, released a single in uh, 2017 called "My King." That's under Connect Worship on Spotify. If anyone wants to look okay. that up, but that that song got pretty good traction pretty fast, which is fun. We did it in church for like you know a couple of years before we even released it. Oh yeah, that's so fun. Uh, so eventually, long story short. The church took another direction and became a Hillsong church. Gotcha. gotcha. So we were a part of something called the Hillsong family for about five years. So we okay. were very close to Hillsong and yeah. you know, drew a lot of inspiration yeah. from them. And then the pastors really felt led to kind of form Hillsong Sweden together with Hillsong Stockholm. And like we, yeah. we stepped awesome. in with four different campuses into that. And that was, uh, it was a good, good move for the church, I believe. Mm. Uh, mm. But then, you know, all of, that stuff that was going on in the States kind of like stopped, obviously, because yeah. because we became Hillsong. And then I signed as a songwriter with yeah. Full Circle Music, okay. uh, Seth Mosley's label here in Nashville. And yeah, you know, I was already coming over on riding trips as much as I could. I still wrote a lot with the people back home in my church, in my community mm-hmm. there. But God was opening up these doors with riders in the States. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, wow. did that and, you know, ended up Full Circle okay, as a cool. writer. Cool. Yeah. So you're living there in Nashville currently? Yeah. I was, you know, I came over on these riding trips to Nashville and, and Franklin, especially Franklin. Yeah. Where I, where yep. I was riding a lot. And I just, you know, I just fell in love with uh, yeah, it's this an amazing place, place, this area. Yeah. And my wife, we went to Dallas once. But apart from that, she's never been to the States. Okay. And she's been, you know, she was so against America. Like her, uh, oh, her yeah. picture of America was like, uh, you know, <laughs> only bad food and, and like fast food, you know. And yeah. Well, she's not far off. That. No. There's good things too. There is, obviously. I mean, America is a big country, and you have, like, the, the spectrum. For sure. I mean, it's a, it's a big spectrum. But um, she could never see herself, like, living in the mm. States. And she's very much into healthy cooking and all yeah. that, healthy food. Yeah. So, you know, she just she just loves being home and sure. close to her family and all that. Yeah, but I, of I felt like I really wanted to bring her to Nashville on one of these riding trips, just so she could yeah, see so she it can for herself. It. Yeah, and uh, so last year in May... Me, my wife, and our two sons, Emilian and Elliot, they're five and six years old now. Oh, that's great. We came over and we stayed for three weeks, actually, and took a few days. And then my wife asked me, like, 
aren't you going to ask me what I think about this place? <laughs> and I was like, you know, silently hoping that she would love it, but right. I didn't want to put any pressure on her. Right. So that's right. why I didn't ask her. But then she said, like, I could totally see myself living here. Wow. So I was just, you know, blown away. And it was just such a hard shift, obviously. Yeah, that's, and, yeah, that's uh, amazing. And, you know, I, like, I just want to move right away. But <laughs> we, we decided to pray yeah, uh, first, it's a, it's a good obviously. Move. It's a big move. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, we wanted God to confirm this. And yeah, yeah. we got some prophetic words just the day after. That was just so mm. spot on from, from a worship leader in Finland. And, uh, you know, things that she couldn't know anything about, but it was right. just like confirming exactly what we were praying right. about and all that. Right. So we went back to Sweden, sold our house, sold everything, Man. furniture, car, said goodbye to our families, wow. packed seven suitcases and a guitar and came to Nashville. Man, just like started that. Started over from nothing. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it's happened really relatively then over a short period of time, what, a few a few yeah. years, you know, looking, yeah. looking back on it. I mean, it's cool to see just how, you know, moves like that are hard to do, but when you have confirmation, you know, from the Lord and people speaking into, you know, mm -hmm. your life that are close to you, it, uh, it makes those things very exciting because you can move there with confidence, you know, and, yeah. and know that you're there, there for a reason. So, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's so much about God's timing as well. I really want to right. like, stress that because in Sweden, I was working as an audio producer for eight years at a company like doing like voiceover recordings okay. and like sound design nice. and stuff, stuff like that. It was a great place to work, but I felt like I, at that point, you know, I was uh, after like four or five years into that work, I felt like I wanted to pursue songwriting more and more. Mm. So I kind of wanted to quit my job and do that okay. for, it was about like three years when I really oh, wow. wanted to just yeah. quit my job and yeah. do that. But I, I didn't hear go from God mm. before, you know, this happened. So it was all about God's timing. Like I, I really felt like I needed to stay planted and, and just, you know, stay faithful to the things that yeah. I had in front of me. And I couldn't have done this any sooner. Mm. Uh, I wish all of this would have happened when I was like 20, but I'm <laughs> right. 34, I'm 34 today. And I was like, I thought I was, you know, going to make it as a songwriter when I was yeah. like super young, but yeah. I'm so grateful for the journey that God had me on, like with right. the church and the, you know, building that church and oh, yeah. kind of growing in that environment for Absolutely. so long and wow. having pastors around me that was really encouraging yeah. and really could like coach me yeah. in yeah. this uh, this area and uh, so yeah that's that's really special uh, and it was the right time when we did the move for yeah sure. right absolutely no it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible like, if we had done it like a year or two before that yeah before that yeah yeah it's crazy God's looking just, looking back on it you know it's you know god's yeah. timing is yeah it's always perfect sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment i feel like mm -hmm. in the life of a songwriter time just moves yeah. like in slow motion because yeah. you know when you're writing a song you're just you're wanting it to move advance to the next stage and you know all this stuff you're always yeah. thinking about the next step and you know when you're yeah. particularly Definitely. like in a situation with a job and you're just wondering you know mm -hmm. yeah when, when the exit is it's it's hard it's hard to stay focused on you yeah. know kind of the bigger picture what god's trying Absolutely. to do and i'm kind of like impatient sometimes you know you want things to happen fast but it's just, you know, the life of a songwriter is that you write a song and then the best thing you can do is just forget about the song. Mm, that's just, good. You know, that's leave, good. leave it in someone else's hands. If, right. if you have a publisher or someone, right. like, leave it to them and then just forget about the song. Yeah. And then it might be a surprise a year or two years after yeah, that. Yeah, the best know, someone kind of wants to the song. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, that's awesome. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy just to hear how fast it's all happened for you. Yeah, I just want to say that as well. Like, 
you know, I've only been here not even a year in Nashville now. I did a bunch of songwriting trips over here before that. I probably came three or four times a year for three years. Wow. So I, I, I tried to really be around the people that, mm. that I could, you know, grow around as a right. writer. Right. Um, so that shaped me a lot as a writer. Yeah. But I've just seen that because, we, you know, we really stepped onto the water, you know, taking that step. Oh, that absolutely. Of faith, yeah, it's moving huge, over here. Huge it's, leap of faith. It's, it's not a small thing moving your family across, no, the, across the, the ocean world. to another country like that. I can't imagine. And uh, everything else that's, you know, going on in the background, like with uh, just practical stuff, just planning your family in new country and yeah. schools and getting health insurance, which, in, you know, in Sweden, we don't have to think about that mm, stuff. It's just right. included in our taxes. Right. Yeah, it's a whole other world. Yeah, but it's just been so amazing to see how God has just provided for, for yeah. us since we yeah. came here. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for the cuts that I've had as a mm. writer with people that I really look up to a yeah. lot. And it's just been so cool to see how i mean it's been a good reminder from god that you know i felt like he was just saying just you know stay faithful and write the songs and right he will take care of the rest right because i was kind of like really wanting things a little bit too much mm. in the beginning i feel like and then um you know songs would get cut and i felt like i didn't have anything to do with it with mm. it because it was all just orchestrated by god right and uh yeah, yeah. that's huge that's kind of one of the one of the questions i was mm-hmm. hoping to ask you is like you know you you feel you know you have this call to worship um yeah. but at the point that it becomes a career for you how do you keep that in the center of your mind while not letting the business aspect like excite you to a point where you're prioritizing that over over the call if that makes sense yeah well, God doesn't have a problem with us wanting to provide for our families, obviously, right. and all that. You know, it has to be, if you want to do this for a living, there is a business aspect of yeah. it, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there are, like, formulas. You, like, you could just listen to the Christian CCM radio or, like, the, the pop yep. pop playlist or whatever, sure. and you, would, you can hear a formula. I've never been, like, super focused on that. We're called to be worshipers. Like, we, we're called to, to worship God and you know, just uh, live our lives for His glory. And while I'm writing, I uh, I always just want to write from a place of, you know, realness, like honesty, mm-hmm. stuff that I can relate to. I just, I don't want to, I never want to write made-up stories. Like, right. I know some people might, might do that and, like, don't have a problem with that at all. But just, I feel like I have to write out of a place of my... Uh, my own life stuff that i walked through my faith journey my journey mm. with god and all that and it's up to god to take those songs uh, yeah. if he wants to you know yeah. breathe on that on those songs and and uh take it to to a bigger platform yeah uh, yeah but yeah i don't know i hope that no no that's no that. that's that's good it's just a you know that's just a, a hard thing you know for anyone writing songs it's like yeah. you you have these dreams but i think one of the greatest things i've heard so far is the best thing you can do like you said is just to yeah just to write it and just you know let it be what it is um yeah. just be diligent you know if if you're called you know to to be a songwriter and to worship mm-hmm. and you just do that to the best of your ability i think your story is just a great you know a testament to that you know just just being diligent um you know with your time just honoring him and all things and then he will orchestrate mm. the rest if that's if that's his will yeah and I'll, I'll also say that it's just so important to just stay humble throughout the whole process and trust god that you know with that uh, i know i've i've held on to my what i believe was my calling you know for mm. so many years i've held on to it so hard because well i put my identity too much in my gifts yeah. and it's easy for us to do that sometimes like well who am i if i'm 
if I'm not writing songs, if I'm not if I'm not on a platform leading worship, like who who am I? Right. And we just need to come to God with an open hand. You know, we need to do that every once in a while. I remember a couple of times when it's like I've been really wanting things to happen. Mm so like so bad and yeah. then i felt like i had to repent and just come to god with an open hand yeah you know just having yeah. your gift you know take these this songwriting i just you know come to jesus with mm. with an open hand mm. and if it's not your will that i like if you don't want me to like pursue this as a career if you right. have something else for me like feel free to take it like because it's not it's not mine yeah yeah and if it's still there after that, you know, you pray that prayer, it's still there and God still wants you to pursue that. And like you, you know, you have a blessing to just continue right. to, to pursue it. But we always just have to come with open hands and not hold too fast, like too hard onto yeah. the, the gifts we yeah. feel like we have. And I think that humble posture, humble heart set the foundation yeah. for, for this to happen. Yeah. Whatever it is, if it's songwriting or if it's worship leading or if it's pastoring. Or, right, right. Uh, you know. No, yeah. it's, yeah, it's such a good reminder. I've heard, I mean... I'm involved mm-hmm. at a number of small churches and work with some incredible songwriters mm-hmm. myself. And it's like the Lord will breathe on it as long as you are diligent and mm-hmm. um, discerning of what He's telling you in the moment. You know, I've heard some yeah. of the most amazing songs from worship leaders at, you know, very small churches, and they may or may not have any desire to pursue yeah. it at a greater level, but the Lord will mm-hmm. still use, you know, whatever you put your hands and feet to. So it's a good it's reminder. A Let's shift a little bit and talk about what you've been doing recently. You have a song out right now called Impact. Mm-hmm. Tell me That's a great. little bit of the story behind that. I know you worked a little bit with Chris Tomlin on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit of that story. So Chris Tomlin, that, that was my first cut with another artist outside Sweden. Wow. Which That's is big time. just mind-blowing. Yeah. It's uh, because I totally felt like, you know, I just got into a room with a guy that I never met before, Mitch Wong, great songwriter, great human being, my, like one of my best friends He's from Australia as part mm-hmm. of Planet Shakers. So we got in a room, we've never met, we wrote this song, started started writing this song, and I just, uh, you know, loved the song that we got, just felt special, and then and I played it to my publisher, Stacey Wilbur, later that afternoon, and she she just loved the song, and said, like, I have to pitch this to Chris, and I was like, <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris yeah, who? Chris, who? <laughs> uh, Chris Tomlin, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. Uh, so she texted him like you know can i send you a song and he's like yeah for sure send it she did we didn't hear anything for a couple months and then she reached out to him again like you know what do you guys think about the the song Uh, and he said like well everyone loves it i love it the label loves it we're you know we're already you know gonna record it now and and all that happened super fast and that was like such a good reminder from god you know i just stay faithful write the songs and he will take care of the rest because i couldn't have kicked that door in open like right i've never i never met chris before that we've never we've never written together anything yeah so and obviously huge thank you to my publisher who made that happen as well of course anyway chris recorded it and released it on well first the holy war ep then the holy war album and then the live album so it's been on three different projects and i felt like i'd love to do my own version of it because obviously it was a very special song. Yeah. The first song yeah. I had cut with another artist. I released that in August uh, 2019. Yeah. And um, it's obviously been a song that's, you know, helped me a lot, you know, opened a lot of doors, obviously, mm. which I'm so grateful for. And um, I had the privilege of riding with Chris in February earlier this year. Wow. I just spent a full day with him. And that yeah, was awesome. That's, and that's amazing. Just really get to know him as well. That was the first song. I've had a great year so far that I'm like super grateful for. I had a, a song with Jesus Culture that came out on their last album called uh, For No Other Reason, 
wrote that with uh, Mia Fields mm-hmm. and Andrew Holtz. Andrew Holtz is the worship pastor of uh, The Belonging, and Mia is someone that's been encouraging me a lot. Yeah. And that She spent a lot of time writing with me, the point when you know, uh, no one knew about me. Uh-huh. I wasn't a name here in this, this industry at all, but she, mm-hmm. she took time to write with me, although I was, not, like I was a new and upcoming writer. Uh, so I'm super grateful for that. We had that song cut with Jesus Culture and Chris Kilala was also a writer on that. Yeah, and then um, David Leonard, such a great guy. I've, I've looked up to him to, for so many years, listened to, obviously, All Sons and Daughters, everything mm-hmm. they've done. I've been a huge fan. And then uh, got to know him, you know, and first on a writing camp here in Nashville in 2017. And we actually wrote that song, Come As You Are, that he recorded on the album in mm-hmm. 2017. And then we wrote, You Know Me, another song of the year after that. I was just so humbled wow. that he decided to uh, to record these songs. And yeah, lately just been focusing on, you know, I, I write probably four times a week at least. Never ends. And yeah, but you know, sometimes you, you got to switch things up. And yeah. I, I mainly write worship, but I, I try to write, you know, for pop or for right you know right just uh, keep things moving TV, film or whatever yeah yeah and then i have to take breaks every once in a while yeah. to just you know can't write every every day every right week. yeah you gotta recharge started. yeah, yeah. Wow. and uh yeah i've been doing a lot of worship leading as, as well lately okay that's uh, great at a church locally there in nashville no not yet okay i'm uh, i'm about to do that very soon here in nashville but okay very uh, cool. i've been traveling a bit i've been nice. to sweden and i've been to uh indiana yeah. Been a bit all over the place yeah, leading, and uh, it's it's fun getting back to it because I've I've been leading 15 years straight in Sweden, and then yeah. when we moved here, like that whole thing kind of like paused, mm. obviously because we were like trying to find a new church and all that. Wow. So uh, that's also been good because you know for the identity thing, I, yeah, I can't identify as a as a worship leader. Right. That's not who I am. That's a, something I get to do. It's right. a privilege. I'm still a worshiper. That's yeah. The, yeah, that's so good. Would you say that songwriting has played a role? And I mean, what kind of I guess what effect has that had on your actual worship leading? You know, you've now got some experience. You know writing all these songs and you've been worship leading you know for for years back in sweden how what has that kind of transition as you're starting to worship lead lead worship again how has that changed since kind of a lot of these events have taken place oh man that's a it's a tough question i don't i don't know really like it's uh obviously you get kind of like damaged is the right word but mm-hmm. like if you're you, you always listen to the songs in a different way if you're if you're a songwriter yeah sure uh, you listen to the the hooks or uh the clever things in, mm. the, in the songs yeah man i don't know like when i'm leading worship it's it's not so much about that it's more like when i'm preparing for the set maybe i'm, right. I'm listening i, I get favorite you know i have right. my favorites but you do the best with the songs that you're given yeah. because i've been leading worship in you know some other churches you know the set list might be pretty set like mm. already you know i can always speak into it but sure you might be given songs that you're supposed to lead and it might be songs that like i've let songs that i'm not i'm not used to leading at all like in the context that i was a part of that's like super different but you have to do uh, do the best with what you're were given yeah. and, and when right. i'm when i'm there and i'm leading it's all about just you know kind of like you know including the room getting everyone right uh focused yeah on you know on god right and uh yeah i don't know how would you say that your worship leading experience in sweden you know is different or is the same did you did you see a lot of a lot of difference there was there an adjustment to be made you know when you when you came over here and uh and kept leading 
the major thing is definitely the language, language barrier, for sure. because you know we're, we're we speak Swedish in Sweden and yeah, right. uh, we study English from like ten years of age in school, but it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, stepping and, in to a platform and leading a church yeah, in a, a whole foreign culture. language. Yeah, I'm just like a foreign language, and you know you want to you know you need to you have the right words and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's something that's definitely taking time to like grow into. Right, but that's the major thing. But I don't know, like, if it's cultural, that big of a difference. It's just, it's more about, like, the different type of churches mm. we're in. Like, if I'm leading in a Baptist church, obviously right. that's going to be a lot different from if I'm leading at a Pentecostal church. Yeah, for sure. Or, like, the church, right. where, you know, I was a part of in Sweden. Context in Sweden, where I uh, where I was a part of uh, the Connect Church there, it was, uh, I'd say the worship was kind of, like, somewhat structured. You know, we had songs with tracks that we would do, and then... Uh, we would have like one or two songs that were like more free. You know, we would have to have time for some spontaneous things. And uh, that's something that like took time to explore. Mm -hmm. Our pastors really wanted us to do that and wanted to give space in the service to actually do that. Right. Our services was never, were never like longer than one hour and 30 minutes though. Yep. So that's what I'm used to. I, I believe like that's the perfect length of a service, church yeah, service, sure. just because that's what I'm used to. But mm. some churches do longer and I love, I love when, you know, the worship team is kind of, like, free to explore and, and just... Yeah, spontaneous and... Yeah, and, like, when you just, you know, you're allowed to just stop and just, you know, dwell and just uh, yeah be with the Lord for a while and just... Uh, right. But, obviously, when, when you're leading in, in some other churches, they, they might not, you know, have that space for that. Sure. And in uh, some churches I've led, it, led in, they, they do tracks on every song, so, obviously, that's more structure. You just... Well, you have, like, a more specific time to work with like mm. in the trust sessions maybe you have 30 seconds to say something or encourage encourage the church how much like time you are entrusted with as a worship leader you got to just do the best with that as you, as you can and uh wow. i'd say like always always try to like stick to the word if i have like a 30 minute a 30 seconds transition or something like mm. i would you know share a, a bible verse or something like yeah. that just so we're always speaking life and, and truth and, right. and not just getting uh you know yeah, I mean that's that's the constant, you know, that you can always count on to align the body, you know, with uh, yeah. with what you're what you're trying to do. I mean, yeah. songwriting is it's so much of a collaborative thing, you know. Would you say that that has helped you? And even your time back in Sweden serving in that church, you know, do you feel that you can go in and you're more confident, like reading the room and seeing kind of where to take things spiritually? I mean, that's kind of something that only comes with years. But again, you know, you've you've been kind of thrown into it. Would you say that there's been a lot of growth that's happened in that regard? Obviously, that has helped me a lot as a songwriter. If I'm yeah. writing for the church, yeah. I know what I'm doing in one way. Not not right. to sound like cocky, but I'm, yeah. I'm used to being in a room leading worship. Yeah, you get a feel of what what might work and what mm. might not work you know so if i'm writing for the church is always hearing the church while i'm right. writing you right. know a worship song like this section could this uh could this section feel like big and, and you know would this include everyone like would mm. everyone be able to sing this or right so that experience obviously helps if you're yeah. writing for yeah. the church Huge. Uh, if you're actually in the position leading leading the church or if you're on the you know on the platform in the worship team yeah yeah i mean that, that that's a constant grow you know, just a few years back when I wrote for the church in Sweden, you know, the album we did in 2012 or the EP in 2015. I mean, there's some good stuff on there, but I think I've grown as a writer since then. Right. If you're 
always doing it. You're always growing. You yeah, feel like, all, right, well, right. I, I wouldn't have rewritten this maybe and, and you know, tweaked this before sure. we introduced it to the church and yeah. made this more singable and all that. So, yeah, well, I think yeah, it's just, that's natural, you know, like you yeah. said, you're always, always growing um, yeah. and reflecting on past things. So it's just very mm -hmm. cool to hear, you know, how far, how far you've come, the things, things God's doing in your life with your family. What do you got maybe coming in this next year that you're looking forward to or that you could talk about even? <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, go back to Sweden over Christmas. Okay. First. Very uh, nice. But, Very nice. But right now I'm just in a season where I'm writing for myself because I'm planning to release an EP, debut EP in the, in the spring. Oh, great. Sometime. Amazing. Late Amazing. spring, probably. Timing wise, you never know. But sure. that's, that's the, that's that's the, the plan. tentative plan. And, you know, I've, I've been focusing a lot on my writing i want to release my own music and obviously i I've, I've released one song so far yeah and previously it's always been through a church okay and i feel right. like you know god's provided me with these opportunities here yeah. and i'm able to release some of my own music which i love to do but i've been so focused on writing for other people I, i've written some songs that i'm like you know passionate about but it's it's a whole different thing feeling like like that i'm the one who should carry the songs like i can write a song for someone else in mind and they might not cut it but right. it still might not feel like me 100% as an artist so mm. I'm trying to do more focused writing on me up to like uh, yeah for a couple of months and then uh, yeah the plan is just to you know pick maybe five songs to focus on and do an EP that's yeah. going to be released next year okay that's awesome so yeah that's kind of like the main goal right now and although like simultaneously I'm obviously writing with other people as well just right. to uh, for other projects as well yeah Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's, uh, you know, got stuff in the pipeline, but it's you. Ne you never know. You yeah. know, when artists they they might put your song on hold and all that. And right. It's pretty make big promises, but you never know if the song's gonna yeah. cut until it's actually out. Wow. I've had songs that have been recorded and everything, and uh, all of a sudden didn't make it onto the the album anyway. So it's something you got to get used to as a writer. Yeah. Like you never. Right. You never know, and I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Mm. But yeah. yeah. It's it's just a good season. We we are enjoying Nashville. We wow. love we live in Franklin. Okay, which is Franklin's even amazing. Better, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Franklin is <laughs> a gem for sure. Yeah, it well, is. awesome. It's so exciting. So good to have you on here. Thanks for again just taking a few minutes to kind of share your heart on some yeah. of these things. All your music can be found under the name Tommy Iceland. Yes, correct on correct. all the yes. Spotify and what is that? What is your real last name? Crustum. Oh man, I don't even know if I can try. See, that's that's why I go with Tommy Iceland that's... instead because, I mean, no one no one could pronounce my last name, and uh, someone called me Iceland, and it just got stuck. And it stuck. Know? So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Oh man, okay. That's why I'm using that. <laughs> well, sounds sounds good to me. So yeah. you can check out your song Impact um, under the name Tommy Iceland, Tom. So good to hear from you. We look forward to hearing, hearing more from you on this EP in the late spring, hopefully. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no honor. problem. We'll talk to you yeah. soon, okay? All right. Thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.